0: Enforcement Today Radio Show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore Police Sergeant. In most episodes of the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center, call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725, online at transformationstreatment.center. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook. It's very easy to find. Just do a Facebook search for Law Enforcement Today. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. Get all the details on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Joining us on the phone from Florida, I believe it's Harbin Springs, Florida area, we have Teresa Kondek. Teresa, thanks so much for joining us on Law Enforcement Today's show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's an honor, and I'll be honest with you, I've said this over and over again. This is a very delicate, difficult conversation for me to have, and, and I'm sure it is for you. And part of the reason why, uh, we're going to talk about Teresa, her life now. We're going to talk about her husband, Charlie, Charles Conde Jr. Police officer was killed in the line of duty, he was murdered. And even after all these years of being a police officer, being retired, being in radio, doing interviews, I still never quite know what to say or how to say it, so... It's just awkward.
1: It is. It's, it's a little awkward for me too because I'm, I'm still introduced sometimes as um, Charlie's wife or Charlie's widow. So um, it's, just, it's just a really awkward place to be.
0: And I would imagine that could be difficult because A, you want to keep his memory alive. Yes. You want other people to know what happened to him the sacrifice he gave to his community, what happened to your family, but you also have your identity as well. It's It's, it's got to be a, a balancing act of sorts.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, on, on one hand, like you said, we do want to keep their memory alive, but on our side of it, we're just reliving it every day. And, and you try to honor them the best way you can and to make sure that everyone remembers them and they're not just... Um, a name that's etched on a wall or just something to keep who they were alive, not just as an officer, but as a person too, as a dad and a husband.
0: All the things that the news media never talks about, they, they never talk about the individual as a human being and what their the, the totality of their life was like.
1: Right. We've had a um, a few media interviews that were on the positive side because... As everyone knows, not all of the positive side of law enforcement is uh, shown in the media. Right. So, my youngest two were 15 and 16 uh, when Charlie was killed. So Charlie was just starting to teach Alina, my 15 year old, how to drive just for a couple of weeks. So that was that was a little hard. It was. It was a fun time for her and her dad. I can't handle that stress with a teenage That's driver. Tough. We've went through this many <laughs> times, so that was that was his job. But like I said, the the officers that that come and which are their uncles and their aunts, and you know, from chiefs to majors to sergeants to officers to corporals, um, different agencies. I've had so much help with you know teaching them how to drive and. When Alina went to prom, they escorted her to prom and brought her flowers, and i um, in January. My oldest daughter, Holly, was married, and um, my husband sergeant performed the ceremony. Another officer walked her down the aisle with her brother, and I'm um, sorry.
0: No, and- I, I don't apologize, please. Do not apologize, because I'll be honest with you. I want people to think I'm a big tough guy. I'm tearing up <laughs> over here. I, I told you when I talked to you first, I read your website, Teresa as That's T-E-R-E-S-A-K-O-N-D-E-K.com. And I teared up. I had my wife look at it. She started reading it. She teared up. So please don't apologize. Uh,
1: it's just it's just hard because, you know, when, when things go away in the media, they don't go away for us. And just to have that kind of sub- support from so many officers and it's, and it's it's just not Tarpon Springs police it's it's my county that i live in it's Pasco it's Pinellas it's nationwide and on my website i tried to put every link that i could find and i'm still not finished with it there's so much to put in there but when my daughter was married team south florida had a video uh made and was sent to me right before my daughter's wedding because there's officers everywhere that wanted to wish them well. So there's a video made by officers nationwide. I think it's maybe seven or eight minutes long. But it's all of them speaking to Holly, telling her, I know I've never met you. We love you. We're proud of you. you we're here. And it's just her, watching her watch that and, you know, thinking, <laughs> um, you know, my husband would be so proud of them for stepping up and, and helping me. I've had officers grocery shop for me. I've had them repair my floor. I've had them just anything I need. They're always so close. And, and, you know, the community doesn't see that very often at all, at all. And once in a while, you'll see maybe the media cover an officer taking a, a child to school because some of the wives lose their husbands while they're pregnant. Um, I'm with a group of law enforcement widows only. Um, we're pretty close. We stay in, in touch with with each other, we support each other, we help each other. That's been a huge lifeline for me too. But you know, some of the kids they lose their dad. They never met their dad and then when they become teenagers then the discussion is, well was it better to know him and then and then have him die or is it better to not know him so you don't know what you're missing? And my kids have had that conversation graduation, he wasn't here to see our last two graduate. And in March of this year, Charlie was supposed to retire and I sat in his murder trial. So these are, I moved my daughter in her dorm by myself, you know, and watching other, other parents move their kids in and they were excited and you know, and the dads are there, and the dads are walking back and forth carrying things, and it's just her and I moving in. And I know it bothers her, but that's—it's hard to watch as a parent your child just break on the inside over and over, and that doesn't go away. It's—it's it's three and a half years now, and I still, when new things come up, it's all new without him. You know, there's a silence, or sometimes I still pick up the phone to call Charlie and tell him when things happen, and I catch myself doing that a lot. But just to have the support from all of the officers, I don't I don't know where I would be without all of them. I'm,
0: I'm so and glad that, kind of that they're support. doing that, because it's, yeah. it's so easy to feel very uncomfortable and not know what to do, not what to say, and afraid to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and just not show up. So I'm glad they're there.
1: They are, and and some of them are still still have a hard time <laughs> reaching out because they'll say if i know you're having a good day and i don't want to say anything or i don't know when to check on you but just sending a text saying you know thinking about you today if you need anything i'm here that means more to us than nothing because you know when we don't hear anything it's like wow i'm glad everyone else's life is great but i'm still stuck you know my life doesn't change and and to be so close to retiring and raising five kids and working so hard on different shifts because he would work midnights and I worked days so that we never had babysitters. We literally handed the kids off. We did soccer practice. You know, it was just us. And we worked hard and we taught the kids to work hard and to be honest and, and always do your best and, and never settle and just to have this right before it was our time. You know, we sacrificed a lot of savings and and things so we could support ourselves when we were older and just when it was our time you know that was taken from me so that's been hard to find my place
0: we're going to take a short break folks you're listening to law enforcement today we're joined by Teresa Kondek, her husband charles Condek jr tarpon springs police officer killed in line of duty december 21st 2014 we take a short break we'll be right back Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Gauls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day.
2: GALLS, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit GALLS.com today.
0: We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725. Online at TransformationsTreatment.Center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center.
3: This is GlowKeeper, the all-new platform revolutionizing law enforcement and security management. GlowKeeper provides you and your team the ability to coordinate like never before, using officers' personal smartphones. GlowKeeper provides real-time situational awareness, inter-agency collaboration, plus security and compliance. Safety is priority number one. Manage officers, vehicles, GPS trackers, and cameras in one place. Share location, video, audio, pictures, and text between unlimited team members, command centers, and agencies. Lives are on the line. Can you afford to not have Globekeeper on your side?
0: Get more details about Globekeeper online at globekeeper.com. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, GALLS has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day.
2: GALLS proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit galls.com today.
0: If you are current or previous law enforcement, firefighter or military and are considering buying or selling real estate, contact Honor the Brave. Honor the Brave is a nationwide real estate program that allows these families to keep more of their hard earned money. 10% of the agent's commission goes back to you. Additionally, they donate 5% of the commission to the nonprofit of your choice. Current or previous law enforcement, firefighter or military, considering buying or selling real estate contact honor the brave online at honor the
2: Come support the second annual Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge coming Saturday, August 4th to the Farmington Polo Grounds, Farmington, Connecticut. The Canine Challenge attracts elite canine units and demonstrates unique and incredible talents through obstacles, apprehensions, and simulations. The Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge is a family-friendly event. It's free to the public, and all proceeds benefit Special Olympics and the Hometown Foundation. To learn more, please visit dreamride.org. The Hometown Foundation's Dream Ride Experience is coming to the Farmington Polo Grounds August 3rd through August 5th this summer. The Dream Ride Experience is the flagship initiative of the Hometown Foundation's fundraising effort to provide charitable contributions to benefit Special Olympics, children in need, pet rescues, our military and veterans, and so much more. The three-day extravaganza includes a family fun zone, entertainment, a police canine challenge, and firemen's chili cook-off. The Dream Ride Experience, bringing the world together one smile at a time.
0: Turning the conversation with Teresa Kondek. Teresa, I have no idea what to say. And I I retired from police work young and uh, started pursuing a career in radio about seven years after retired. I've interviewed people like uh, members of uh, ZZ Top and um, Bag Company and, you know, famous people. (laughs) And, you know, it becomes very, very easy. It becomes very routine after a while. But... Trying to have a conversation or an interview with something that is so emotionally charged, that is so I, raw is the only word I can come up with, is indescribable. So, you're probably going to do a lot of talking. And to be honest with you, it's because I'm choked up. And the other <laughs> part is I, I, really, I really don't know what to say. You know, part of me thinks, yeah, I have a, a very good friend I went through the Baltimore Police Academy with uh, named Chuck and his son, Jason, United States Marine, and a Baltimore County police officer was killed in line of duty, and it was murdered, and an act of violence, and I, I talked to Chuck, and I said, Chuck, you know, I, I don't know what to do or say, so I'm just gonna be your friend, and we'll talk about whatever we wanna talk about. We'll talk about fishing, we'll talk about whatever. And, and he says to me, and he did an interview on Law Enforcement Day quite a while ago, he said the main thing for him is he wants to make sure the memory of his son is kept alive in people's minds. Yeah. That they don't forget the sacrifice that that his son made, and not just his son, but his grandkids, his son's wife, other friends, community members—they all lost someone that they loved dearly. Right, and that's got to be the case for you.
1: It is, and it's a terrible feeling to think that no one remembers them. And there are a lot of memorials for. Law enforcement officers, there's the National Memorial in Washington, D.C. every year, and, um, Florida has our state memorial, and, and we have our local memorials and, and Tarpon's memorial. So those are so important to me that he's recognized along with all of the other fallen officers. And to hear their name read out loud means a lot, but it's so painful to think why you're there. And, and it's hard to be so thankful for everyone that's around you and then remember at the same time why they're there.
0: Yeah. And well, you've got a huge extended family. Like you, you said, it's not just the Tarpon Springs police officers. It's, uh, you know, county officers. Uh, certainly here, us here at Law Enforcement Today, myself, my wife, Stephanie, you know, you can reach out. We're on the other side of the state, but, you know, uh, please stay in touch. One of the things that, that, we always say uh, it's it's not how they died that made them heroes it's how they lived so yeah. with having said that this is where it gets very awkward for me i i don't okay. i do not like talking about and i will not talk about the criminals and the bad guys i just right. don't believe in giving any publicity whatsoever uh, I, right. and that started for me shortly after 911 i i just will not do it in the media the question is, do you want to explain to people what happened to Charlie, how he lost his life, or do you just want to leave that part alone and talk about him as an individual and your lives after?
1: I, I've had to repeat it so many times. I'm, I'm okay. Um,
0: I may not be. I'm
1: glad <laughs> <but, laughs> you are. Um, it was... Whew. Um, the night Charlie went to work, actually, my daughter Alina and I were Christmas shopping, and Charlie had called, and he was pretty upset, and he said, I, I, I'm just watching the news. When are you guys going to be home? Um, I told him we'd be home in, in like an hour. What was wrong? And uh, he said that two officers were killed in New York City right. just sitting in their patrol cars. and. Charlie's familiar with that area. He worked for NYPD. You know, he was really shook up and and it, it bothered him and I told him, you know, don't don't watch the news. I'll be home in a little bit and uh but he was he was really shook up that night and um so when I got home, he was explaining to me what happened and then he was trying to get ready for work and he said bye to everyone, said he loved us, walked to the car, came back inside, forgot one of his pieces from his gun belt and he says, I can't even think straight today. And he goes, you know, nobody cares about us anymore out there. And, uh, and that was one of the last things he said to me. And he went to work. We were talking. I texted him a little after midnight. I told him I wrapped the rest of the presents and where I put them and, um, what I needed him to get on his way home. And, uh, he said, okay. I told him I loved him. I talked to him later, and, and it was the last time I spoke to him. Um, I fell asleep maybe a little before 1 o'clock, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I hear my doorbell ringing, and I don't live in a, in a very populated area, so for my doorbell to ring is, is really odd, but it was little after three in the morning and someone was banging and then they started ringing the bell and I could just see flashing lights outside. And I'm thinking, okay, something happened to someone outside. I don't know what's happening. I looked outside and I just saw police cars everywhere and I'm thinking, what is happening? So I got nervous. So I started calling Charlie to tell him what was happening and he didn't answer. And, um, sorry, I went I went in the closet because my my daughter was and she fell asleep with me that night and uh, I didn't want to wake her up. I went in the closet and I called dispatch, which I've never done in almost 18 years that he worked there. And I said, I'm I'm trying to call my husband. It's really important. I need to speak to him. Um, can you can you reach Officer Condek? And she just got really quiet. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? And um. I told her, I said, I need to speak to him. And, and she had asked if someone was at my door. And I'm thinking, okay, how does she know someone's here? And I just started asking his her, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he hurt? And she just told me to open the door. I opened the door and um, I saw my husband's sergeant, who I know. And um, there were a few other officers behind him. And his face was just really straight. And I just... I just remember backing up and just saying, no, 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 over and over. And um, he said, I don't know much. I just know he was shot. I need you to come with me. We have to leave now. And I, I couldn't just, everything just started echoing. I couldn't really remember anything after that. I know my, my daughter woke up at that time and started crying. Um, I was trying to find clothes. How old
0: was she at that time?
1: She was 15. And she kept saying, what's wrong with dad? Oh. And uh, they didn't. They said they didn't know anymore, but we we needed to hurry. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, let me let me cut you, you off. The we're
0: going to have to take. I got to take a breath, actually. Sure. Uh, okay. And we're going to take a short break. We're sure. talking with Teresa Condack, her husband, police officer Charles Condack Jr., killed in the line of duty, Tarpon Springs Police Department, December 21st, 2014. You listen, to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back.
2: Come support the second annual Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge coming Saturday, August 4th to the Farmington Polo Grounds, Farmington, Connecticut. The Canine Challenge attracts elite canine units and demonstrates unique and incredible talents through obstacles, apprehensions, and simulations. The Dream Ride Police Canine Challenge is a family-friendly event. It's free to the public, and all proceeds benefit Special Olympics and the Hometown Foundation. To learn more, please visit dreamride.org. The Hometown Foundation's Dream Ride Experience is coming to the Farmington Polo Grounds August 3rd through August 5th this summer. The Dream Ride Experience is the flagship initiative of the Hometown Foundation's fundraising effort to provide charitable contributions to benefit Special Olympics, children in need, pet rescues, our military and veterans, and so much more. The three-day extravaganza includes a family fun zone, entertainment, a police canine challenge, and firemen's chili cook-off. The Dream Ride Experience, bringing the world together one smile at a time.
0: If you are current or previous law enforcement, firefighter, or military and are considering buying or selling real estate, contact Honor the Brave. Honor the Brave is a nationwide real estate program that allows these families to keep more of their hard-earned money. 10% of the agent's commission goes back to you. Additionally, they donate 5% of the commission to the nonprofit of your choice. Current or previous law enforcement, firefighter, or military, considering buying or selling real estate, contact Honor the Brave. Online at honorthebrave.com
4: epidemic, America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online At transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at TransformationsTreatment.Center. The Law
0: Enforcement today's show brought to you in part by GALLS, G-A-L-L-S.com. Again, their website is G-A-L-L-S.com. They've been supplying first responders, police officers, law enforcement, public safety, firefighters for more than fifty years, and they got a huge selection of products that anybody can use—from outerwear, boots, clothing, you name it—they got it at gulls.com. And we here at Law Enforcement Today have lots of great contests. We've got prize giveaways from Gulls. Get more details on our Facebook page. Search for Law Enforcement Today. Click like when you get there. And also on our website as well, lawenforcementtoday.com. And when you have a chance, check out GALS at GALS.com. G-A-L-L-S.com on Facebook and Instagram as well. Very powerful guest. Uh, and I mean that in, in a lot of different ways. Number one, Teresa Kondek uh, has got a very powerful emotional story and also it just in my brief dealings with Teresa she's a, a force or a powerful force uh, for her family and um, we were talking before we went to break Teresa about the night you were notified that, that your husband Charles was uh, shot in the line of duty and uh, yeah. the police were at your door take us from that step what
1: happened next? Uh, Alina and I were escorted to the hospital, which is about a 40-minute drive from my house, and I kept telling my daughter, we don't know anymore, you know, Daddy could have just been shot in the arm or the leg, and I just kept telling her that, and the further we went um, south on 19, I noticed every intersection was blocked off by officers, and some weren't even looking in our direction. So I'm thinking, okay, we've got to get there fast. Something really bad is happening if they're closing traffic for us to get through. And when we got to the hospital, it was a circus. There were people everywhere. The media was everywhere. We were pulled through a little back way to get inside. And I knew seeing officers outside, some were crying, some were mad. I knew my life was about to take... A whole new different direction. So we went inside and Alina was with me and walking in the room immediately, I was told, I'm sorry. I'm sorry he didn't make it. And I kept thinking, I just talked to him. I just talked to him. And my daughter just, she leaves the room and starts screaming for her dad. And I think that was the, that was the hardest thing for me. Because I could not help her, I couldn't. I couldn't go to her. I. I just felt numb. I didn't. It was. It was a terrible, terrible feeling to. Just not know what to do as a mom or a wife, and and honestly, I don't remember many things after that. Um, I don't remember getting home. I just remember. Uh, I was asked about organ donating and donating and um. And then the next day it was funeral arrangements and, and being taken to a cemetery and, and there were just so many decisions that had to be made right then. And I, I just, I just had, I just went with the flow basically. Just get in the car and go and do what you're supposed to do. And I, I I couldn't even think. But the details of Charlie, Charlie got a call. There was a call for a bar fight and a noise complaint. And Charlie, it was a little after two in the morning and and Charlie, I believe, was closer to the noise complaint than the bar fight, so he voluntarily took the call and said, I'll take this so he can meet up with him later. Noise complaint is usually, turn the music down, see you later, right, goodbye. Right. Um, but when Charlie got to the apartment complex, he was called to, there was a car in the parking lot that had the radio blaring, and there was a female in the car in his passenger seat and no one in the driver's seat. Within minutes of getting out of his car, just walking to the car that was running, a male came out of like like a side driveway, like an alley, and Charlie was standing in front of his car, so his his headlights were still on, so he's really visible, and um, when the person started walking toward Charlie, something happened. He told him to show him his hands, according to witnesses, and... The, Charlie was able to get behind the car. He did call for help, and his voice was a little stressed, which is very unusual for him, which prompted the other officers to come back quick. And um, the person that had the stolen gun that walked toward my husband never slowed down, and he fired seven times at him. And... Charlie was able to fire two times before he was hit, but um, the bullet that hit him fractured his collarbone, severed his spinal cord, and um, it it didn't completely make it through his entire body. It did hit his, his vest in the back, and Charlie, we believe, was paralyzed immediately and fell backwards, but then the person gets in the car and... He backs over my husband while he's laying there and when he pulls forward at some point the gun belt was caught we think on the bumper and pulled from my husband's body. So it wasn't just a you know, just shooting him and leaving. It was it was pretty violent. And he left my husband there. He was caught a few minutes later because he almost um went head on with one of the officers coming to my husband. So I watched the the dash cam video. Of, I
0: don't know if I could do that. It,
1: it, I, had to I have a difficult time
0: doing that. I really
1: do. I didn't see it for three years. I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to see it. I, I knew enough, but I didn't know the details completely. And trial was coming. And I didn't want to know those details in trial. I, I wanted to be prepared for trial because I wanted to write my impact statement. And, um, and I needed to know everything at that point for three years. I didn't. But at that point, I had to know. I needed to know what was happening. My kids have never seen it. They don't want to see it. Um, but I had to for myself. So I sat um, and I watched the video. And, you know, I, I didn't see it from their side. I- I've always been thankful for them that they stayed with him and they were with him because he didn't live very long. And um, But I know he wasn't alone. They right. were there within minutes and holding his hand and... Just watching them, you know, one was frustrated, one was trying to do CPR, and they didn't know he was shot in the beginning because they just thought he was ran over, so when they were trying to do CPR and they ripped his shirt, they saw he was shot, so just listening to them say, you know, hang in there, we're here, hang in there, and they kept trying to talk to him, and it was awful to see from their side because I'd I'd never watched that side, so I remember leaving that day and, and texting them and telling them I was sorry that they had to watch that, too. But I was so thankful for them being with him and working so hard to save him.
0: Please tell them, because I know you're in communication with them periodically. Please tell yes. them. I, I personally said uh, thank you. We're going to take a short break. This is uh, just an emotional conversation with uh, Teresa Condek. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center, call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center.
3: This is Globekeeper, the all new platform revolutionizing law enforcement and security management. Glowkeeper provides you and your team the ability to coordinate like never before using officers' personal smartphones. Glowkeeper provides real-time situational awareness, interagency collaboration, plus security and compliance. Safety is priority number one. Manage officers, vehicles, GPS trackers, and cameras in one place. Share location, video, audio, pictures, and text between unlimited team members, command centers, and agencies. Lives are on the line. Can you afford to not have Globekeeper on your side?
0: Get more details about Globekeeper online at globekeeper.com. If you are current or previous law enforcement, firefighter, or military and are considering buying or selling real estate, contact Honor the Brave. Honor the Brave is a nationwide real estate program that allows these families to keep more of their hard-earned money. 10% of the agent's commission goes back to you. Additionally, they donate 5% of the commission to the nonprofit of your choice. Current or previous law enforcement, firefighter, or military, considering buying or selling real estate, contact Honor the Brave. Online at honorthebrave.com. Returning to our conversation, a very emotionally charged conversation with Teresa Kondak. Her husband, Officer Charles Kondak Jr., Tarpon Springs Police Department in Florida, was killed in the line of duty December 21st, 2014. And uh, I, I'll be honest with Teresa, we'll have to have you as a guest again because... I don't think I can handle any more of this conversation. Uh, and I and I and I, and I say that you know <laughs> I, jokingly but the truth is you and your family live with this every day. And I'm sitting yeah. here as an outsider, a, you know, a police part of the blue family who've lost good friends.
1: Yes.
0: And I, emotionally it is devastating for me even all these years later to hear you tell the story about your husband who I've never met. And, right. and he sounds like so many people I knew and I worked with. Yes. And so many people have to do a job now. You know, yes. a great reputation, a great family man, uh, dedicated to his, his wife and kids, and his life taken way too early. And yes. I, I can't imagine having a conversation about having to suddenly plan a funeral. A line of duty officer, a departmental funeral, forget it. I, I, how does someone do that?
1: Yes. And pick a coffin and, and those kind of things. Yeah. That that was awful. But you know I um like I said on my website, I was really mad at God for a long time and uh it just nothing made sense and I kept thinking, Okay, I was tired of hearing, I'm sorry, I'm here if you need anything. Well, I didn't know what I needed. Right. I still don't sometimes and I and I knew I, I had to find a better place because the first year was awful you're you're shoved in so many different directions everything is different and you know people don't think about how how hard it is for you to start your whole life over and it and him not being here the first time i cooked dinner i thought oh I can't use onions yes i can you know he didn't like onions and then you know it's just everything from the way you cook or where you sit or you know, how you speak to people, where you go. I, I have friends that I'm not friends with anymore, um, because it was too awkward for me to be a third person, so little by little they just disappeared. <laughs> and, uh, you're treated different by people as soon as someone hears the name widow. We're not out scouting for a new husband like everyone thinks, but <laughs> it's kind of how you're treated sometimes, and, uh, so that, that's hard. Then I look at, in the beginning, I I couldn't be around married people because I I would hear them argue over stupid things, and I'm like, I wish my husband left his shoes on the floor.
0: Like We we (laughs) all do. My wife and I still argue about the most nonsensical, non-important things.
1: Yeah, and it was hard for me to listen to that, and I kept thinking, you know, I remember being in a restaurant by myself, and I I see this married couple, and I'm thinking, you guys have been arguing over the stupid menu for 20 minutes. You know, you're wasting time. What if this is your last day, your last date, you know, is that how you want to remember things? And so death can kind of give you a wake-up call when it comes to living, and and I learned that <laughs> a hard way for the first two years, and I thought, you know, I wasn't a cop's wife and vacationed by myself and raised strong boys and girls, and and managed a house and, and an income and you know while my husband is out working overtime and details just so we can pay our bills and I'm not you know I wasn't that strong that long to just give up on everything and just let everyone forget him so last year is when I started really pushing and saying you know what I I got to honor the way he lived his life he was probably one of the happiest people I've ever met. He worked midnights for almost 18 years. He wasn't moody, grouchy. You know, he was happy to wake up. He was happy to coach his team. He was, you know, he just loved life. And there were so many things he did and the way he lived that taught me how to be a better person because, you know, he would leave letters for me just for no reason. He would send cards to me just little stuff, you know, and I used to laugh, like, ah, oh, how are you doing? You know, it's not even our anniversary, that's cute, you know, and then I would just put them away, but as I pulled those out <laughs> after he was gone, you know, I'm thinking, man, you know, he appreciated his life, as stressful as it was, and as hard as it was, with so many teenagers at one time, and and living on an officer's pay, which is not a lot, especially no. in Florida, Um, he... You know, he lived to see him, you would think he never had any stress and really didn't. He uh, he was okay skipping an electric bill to go out to eat, you know. <laughs> and and it was me that budgeted and, and and always planned and worried about things and and I used to think, "God, ah, you know, it must be nice not to worry about bills cuz he never stresses about bills or anything." But you know, now I'm like, he was right. You know, bills will always be there. That's right. You know, paychecks are coming next week. We can't change anything, so, and that's how we've tried to honor him by living that way. And you know, he, he was so respected in his community and I've had so many letters and cards and emails and messages from people I have no idea who they were or just people in the community from him helping someone who had worked at And she didn't like to walk to her car at night and he would sit and wait until she made it to her car and business owners that he would check the doors at night or just anything. And these are things he never talked to me about. It's just who he was. And and even in the areas that um, weren't so receptive to law enforcement, he was always fine there. Always find
0: yeah, there. That's that's all part of what we, we always say: serve and yes. protect. That's a, a slogan yes. from the West Coast, but that's part of the service that officers do every day, yes. day in day out. They do it happily. They do it to the best of their ability. It, it may not seem earth shaking important at the time, but it's important to that person, yes. you know. And that's something that never seems to get talked about or or loses the emphasis it should have.
1: It doesn't. And and I had. A woman approached me after Charlie was killed and said, I'm so sorry for your loss. I told her, thank you. And she said, you know, it's just sad, but it's just what they sign up for. It's awful. Oh, no, I, they said, don't. I said, um, let, me, let me explain something to you. There's no line that officers stand in to die. They don't stand in a line to sign up to die. That's not what any of this is about. And... It takes a lot of honor and respect to put that badge on and to wear that vest. I wouldn't wear that vest and risk my life for strangers. It's I I can't. I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't I don't mind sticking up for people or or you know helping kids or elderly anybody that can't speak for themselves. But I couldn't do that. I I wouldn't be able to do that. It takes a special person to do that, and I couldn't. And I respected Charlie's decision to do that. I stood beside him. I was behind him 100% through his entire career. And I told this lady, you know, they put that badge on and wear that vest to make a difference. They do that to protect people that can't protect themselves. They do that to help anybody who needs help and to make our community a safer place. And never once will they die protecting their own family. Do you understand that? So, always die for someone else's family, not right. ours. And we're willing to stand behind him, knowing that's a possibility because it's what he believes in, and it's because it's right. So, there is no line to sign up to die. It's not how that works at all.
0: No, and you know, this this is. And a calling, and it's, it's a calling for yes. the, the officer involved, and it's also a calling for their family because none of these officers, male or female, uh, can do it without the support of their loved ones at home because it's just, right. it, it takes a toll on everybody. And not it going does. into the, you know, not being at Little League and all that stuff, that, that's, that comes with it, just like our military people, they miss those events. But yes. there's a lot of other stressors that, that go on. What is your website?
1: TeresaCondack.com. We're going to have to
0: have you back, and please, anytime you any of your children want to come on and feel like they don't have a platform to tell their stories, their experiences that America doesn't know what this is like, please let them know they are always welcome here on Law Enforce Today's show.
1: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me.
0: In every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, We have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders, from law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, Feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page of the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, Heck, send me an email. My email address is j that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Be sure to watch for our Law Enforcement Today Talk show interviews with people from all over the planet available on our Facebook page. Uh, it's a really, really cool feature. We can have up to three guests there at a time. And so if you want to be a guest or you know someone to be a good guest, hey, head and contact us. Send me an email. That's j at com. You can always go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Fill out the contact info. Or just shoot me an email or send us a message on Instagram, the messenger on Facebook. We will get back to you as soon as possible. So if you ever want to be a guest on the radio show or the Facebook live interview show, contact us. We'd love to hear from you. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. have got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya.